0: Let's go! Welcome to the Sideyard Sidebar. Grab your drink of the night and pull up a chair. Make yourself comfortable as we bring you discussion with substance and some of the best visitors from Boise and beyond. This is the Sideyard Sidebar. Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Sideyard Sidebar. Uh, it's me, it's Dusty. And I have a special visitor tonight, and we will introduce her in a moment. But first, if you haven't listened to the Spotify playlist that we put out this last week, you should go do that. If you search Spotify, it's Spotify Soul and Spotify Frank Fridays. Because Frank Fridays is something I do all the time. Because it's, it's Frank, and you need to start your Friday with Frank. So, Side Yard sidebar profile and go listen to some. Okay. I hate talking by myself. I'm going to introduce Caitlin. Caitlin Sturtz <laughs> is our guest tonight or our visitor tonight. Hi, Caitlin.
1: Hi, Dusty. I feel Thanks like
0: I'm t- <laughs> talking to nobody, but you're right there. And it's... Yep. hi, hi. Uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so pumped.
0: I know it's going to be fun. We have so much to talk about tonight. Uh, but first, before we do, uh, obviously drink of the night. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? I'm
1: drinking a Prosecco that your wife, uh, provided me with. That's she said delicious. It's
0: a, it's a one carb it's Prosecco. A,
1: yep. We're on that, that <laughs> low carb, no carb lifestyle. So this, uh, it lends, it lends well for that. It's very tasty.
0: Yeah. I am doing what's called the low carb beer Coors Light. It's not, it's not low as <laughs> carb, but it's football season. And I, yeah. that's what I usually have during football season. So that's what I have. Um, so Caitlin, we're just gonna jump into this yeah. because I know all the listeners are like, Who is this Caitlyn? Tell me more. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that?
1: Oh no, I didn't.
0: They all wanted wow. to know. Wow. So give us a quick bio of who you are and then we're gonna just dive right into Awesome discussion.
1: Yeah, awesome. My name is Caitlin. I uh, live here in the Meridian, Boise area. I am married to my husband, Jason. We have three kids who are, we have two boys that are five and nine, a 13-year-old girl, and I work in ministry.
0: Yeah, and Jason and I love hanging out. Mm -hmm. We both have been growing our vinyl collection. Yes, you have. In fact, it was Jason who said you should do a, a music episode. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Oh, okay. And we are just getting into that soul. I don't know the soul music. Um, and so he and I work. you know, found like black pumas and, and so, uh, and he sent me a few more that you, you need to up go listen because yes. it gets updated.
1: Yes. And it's a good playlist. That's been our, like, Go to bed, wind down, put the yep. playlist on just to like veg out. And it is so solid.
0: It is so good. So, uh, and Jason's going to come on and do a music episode with me too. Yeah. Because his music knowledge is is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. Uh, so I like Jason. Uh, okay, so we've known each other for like two years. Yeah. And in those two years, we did a Code Red challenge together. Yep. Um, when Christy Code Red was on here, Caitlin was like, yeah, I'll do that. And we both crushed it. I thought we did. Yeah. And definitely. And we're trying to do it again.
1: Yeah. 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 I I I have not been pretty hard off that bandwagon for a little bit. So I'm trying to like crawl my way back onto it.
0: Yeah. And that's the sad thing is you have to crawl. Yeah. It's nothing it's not easy. No. So I have failed. Um but (laughs) another day starting tomorrow. Oh yeah. We're going back at it. And then we've done a lot of camping. Yes. So much. Like a ridiculous amount of camping. Yeah. And we have fun together. We just I feel like your family and my family just hang out well. Yes. Um,
1: they're they're currently all hanging out Yeah, right now.
0: We can look at them outside, and Jason and my wife, Kara, are actually planning our <laughs> camping trips for this next year.
1: They're the planners.
0: Yeah. They're, they're very the good at it.
1: Thank goodness. And, <laughs> and Jason,
0: when we have Jason on, he's going to talk to us about life planning. So I've been working yeah. with him on life planning, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so... I can see him out there with his calendar and his journal opened <laughs> up, like taking notes. That's what I love. So we've done camping. Our families get along well. Our boys play football together. Mm-hmm. Flag football. Yeah. Safety first. And um, and you are the cool mom. Oh. You I say mean, that surprisingly you know, like you don't you know that you I, are. Yeah, I guess you I'm are. just trying
1: to stay s- humble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to think I'm a cool mom. My daughter thinks I'm a cool mom. Um,
0: at 13? At 13. That's pretty impressive. She thinks I'm cool. Okay.
1: At least that's what she tells me. Her <laughs> friends think I'm cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's something that I have tried to be very intentional to about. To be the cool mom? To be the cool mom, yeah.
0: And how do you do that? You, you have a nose ring.
1: I do, yep. I have a nose piercing.
0: You are all caught up on pop culture.
1: Yes. If you want to talk pop culture, I'm your gal.
0: Um, I actually went to the Vanderpump bar Is yes. that what it, in yes. Vegas, mm-hmm. the with,
1: Vanderpump cocktail lounge.
0: Yep. With my wife and Amanda and Caitlin. Yes. And I don't know why I went, but I decided he, to go in.
1: I think it was for the goat cheese balls that we were raving yes, about
0: goat cheese balls. And. And I hit it off with the people who were next to us.
1: Yes, who were? Yeah. Some of the moms of the Vanderpump cast.
0: Yes, I didn't know that. No. I was just saying, wow, they're getting everything on this menu. Yeah. And then one of you were like, oh, that's Stassi's. St- Stassi. It was
1: Stassi's mom, I think Katie's mom, and uh, one of the gentlemen's moms.
0: Yeah. And yeah. So I hit it off well with them. Yeah. They, they said they I was loved a great you. husband <laughs> for coming in. And yes. hanging out. So yeah. um you yeah, pop culture. Yeah. You do TikTok.
1: Yes, I do TikTok.
0: It's still legal.
1: It is still legal. <laughs> I got on it to because uh, my daughter wanted to be on it. So I said, Well, I gotta, you know, monitor it. I wanna be on it with you, all of that. And then it sucked me in
0: <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> and now I mean I pride myself on my TikTok dance knowledge. Um and you know, like the TikTok world knowledge, I mean, my husband is ashamed of me
0: because, <laughs> because of, that. of how much you know. <laughs> yes, um,
1: but yeah, I try, yeah, go you know, on TikTok and.
0: But that's great. Yeah, because your daughter is knows that you care about things she cares about yeah. and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, the other things I know about you, uh, you love rap music. I do, which and, I love as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. I don't feel like I have to front load like, hey, guys, I'm going to put on some rap music like you already know it's coming and Mm -hmm. and it's so much fun. Uh, What's the other thing I wrote down? Um, Oh, yeah. It's just like rap music. (laughs) And yet you're wearing a Ramones T-shirt, which your husband lovingly. Says you don't have enough Ramon's knowledge to yeah. wear it, but
1: but you know what? This plays into my being a cool mom because it's an oversized tee, an oversized graphic tee.
0: <laughs> Is that cool? Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I don't know that. Yeah,
1: very cool. So, um, I automatically feel about like you know, maybe 10 years younger when I put this on. Um, <laughs> So that's fine. No one, no one in the cool, like, TikTok world, younger generation that wears these tees or the ACDC or whoever it be. Nirvana. Yeah, they don't, they don't know who they are. I've at least listened to the Ramones.
0: Yes, you have. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Then I want to know things about you. Mm. And I think our visitors uh, have always, like, kind of told us who they are, but I want to know more. Okay. So before meeting you, Mm-hmm. Um, you, w- how did you guys arrive in Boise and, or, um, yeah, life before? Cause it's only yeah. been two years. I feel like yeah. our families know each other pretty well, but two years is not a lot of time to get to know someone. Yeah. So uh, tell us more about like, I don't know, growing up yeah. or. Whatever, I just, yeah. I just want to get to know you more.
1: Let's do it. As okay. do our listeners. Yeah. So we've been in Boise now about four years. We lived in Eastern Washington prior to that, where my husband grew up. thought that was going to be our end game. We moved there um, from California, where I'm from. From? Northern California, Sacramento. Sacramento.
0: Yep. I so know October. where that area is. Yeah. Okay.
1: So we lived in Sacramento when we met then we lived in Spokane and we thought we were going to be there for the long haul. Jason's family's there. We loved it. And then he got a really great job opportunity here in Boise. So we said, "You know what? Why not? Why Let's not? do it. Why not?" So, we've been here 4 years now. And I work in ministry, as you know.
0: I know because um, yep. I that's where we met you.
1: Yes. Yeah. The
0: church we currently attend.
1: So I've been in ministry. I've worked in ministry for probably uh, 10 years now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I worked in ministry at our church in Spokane, at our church in California. And um, I started working in ministry shortly after I gave my life to Christ. Okay. Yeah. When was that? Um, Let's see. That was in 2006. 2008.
0: So not that long ago. Yeah.
1: Nope.
0: And then, and then you just launched into ministry. You're like, okay, yeah. now this is where I'm going to go.
1: Yeah. It kind of, it kind of fell into my lap. We were attending a pretty big church in California and we're pretty plugged in. We had a solid group of friends and community there. And it started off as I was just kind of volunteering in our children's ministry and then they were looking for someone. So I um, applied and got hired on there and stayed with them at our church in California and grew with them. And then when we moved, made the move from Sacramento to Spokane, I, we were attending a church there and they were looking for someone to run their children's ministry department. So I got hired on there and I worked there until we moved and then...
0: And then you came and to... Then
1: and then I came to Boise.
0: Boise. Yeah. Have, so you've always been in children's ministry.
1: Yes. Yep. Why? Um, I think at first, it's where my life stage was at. I was a new Christian. I had a young daughter. I was a single mom before um, I met Jason. Okay. And so I came into this c- Christian uh, faith really not knowing much. And I wanted to have the knowledge to be able to disciple and teach my daughter. Okay. So I started volunteering in kids' classes there just so I could be with her. I could help out. There was a need. And then I had a really great team of people I worked with. Okay. And I just, it kind of lit a fire inside of me for ministry in general, and just really how we can, at the time, it was really about the next generation. And the the life I had prior to finding Jesus was, um, what was the word we were using? Heathen? Heathen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your heathen life? I was
1: a bit of a heathen uh, prior to finding Jesus. And I just really wanted to set a foundation for my daughter at that um that she would have to ha- allow her to have a growing faith or how allow her to have faith um
0: okay so yeah. we don't typically talk like faith religion yeah. on this podcast however we're going to because i want to ask you the next question what was it when you decided and cuz a lot of people who who believe in something have <laughs> a moment or yeah. typically something that makes them consider things bigger than themselves. Yeah. And that could be what, you, you know, whatever you believe in. So what was it that drew you into the faith of mm-hmm. believing in Jesus and, or, you know, the, the, you know, I, I guess the Christian
1: yeah. faith. Yeah. I would say, oh, I, I grew up knowing that there was a God. Okay. I always believed, okay, there's a God, there's this guy, Jesus, but that was it. My faith didn't go beyond that. When I was a single mom, Mm -hmm. I had a six month old daughter and I remember one night in the middle of the night up with her crying because it was hard Yeah, and I just had this moment of, wow, the choices that led me to this point, um, there's gotta be something more. I'd lived a very selfish lifestyle up to that point. I'd lived a very reckless lifestyle up to having my daughter. And I kind of had this, okay, God, if you're real, if you're out there, I guess I kind of needed to explore that because the choices I've been making for myself up into this point have caused me heartache, they've caused me pain, they've caused caused me Mm self-destruction. And I think that's a really hard conversation to have because I think some people would look at it and they say, yeah, but now you have a daughter and, you know, what a blessing that is. But in the moment I found myself on this trajectory, if I kept following this path, what that would look like. Mm -hmm. And I knew I couldn't do that. If I wanted to give my daughter a life that wasn't filled with self destruction and selfishness and trauma,
0: okay, so then that led you into that um i I don't know if I would say discovery, mm-hmm. but yeah. you knew something, and yeah. so it led you into that that yeah. path of making choices to to follow that yeah. belief system. Did you feel like ministry was Like your heart was in that or was your heart always for kids?
1: I think for, for a really long time, it's been for kids because I think what we can do for, um, the next generation and for discipling kids is so important. I think over the last 10 years of ministry that has morphed, I think it's gone from seasons of pouring into and investing in kids and teaching them when they're young about, Um, the truths of who they are and um, what God says about them has been so important. And then it's morphed into, okay, maybe it's not about ministering to the kids, but it's about ministering to families Mm -hmm. and really giving parents the tools and equipping parents to be the primary spiritual leaders in their kids' lives. So, And then I feel like the last probably couple years, it's really, I've almost have this passion and this desire to take who help people who are maybe coming into their faith later on in life and what that looks like. I think for the first, wow, eight years of my, I would say like Christian walk with God or my, you know, my faith journey, I never felt like I could be myself. Why not? I felt like I needed to fit into a box that the American Christian maybe culture that I was around.
0: Okay. Which I think there's probably a very high percentage of yes. Christians mm-hmm. speaking because that's my faith mm-hmm. um, that feel like I have to do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. as we come around this um, <laughs> this election season, yeah. there has become this divide even within believers of mm-hmm you have to vote this way because, whereas in reality, we, we don't have to, we, you know, we, we, uh, I don't know believe in Jesus, but then even like, I don't think it says we have to vote a certain way in the yeah. Bible. So, um, I think, I think that's a huge point that you're making that you feel like you had to fit. So, so are you drawn now then to letting people know you don't have to fit into that bubble or giving them the freedom to be themselves.
1: Yeah. I think the freedom to be themselves. I think that's something that my husband's really good at pushing me to like goals and pushing me to almost have like mission and vision statements for different areas of our life. And so that's really something that I'm trying to fine tune because I think it's, I mean, it's the littlest things to where, I feel comfortable now, but there was the longest time where I like wouldn't tell people I listened to rap music. (laughs) And it's still because I just Because Christians didn't
0: listen to rap music.
1: Yeah. And I just felt like I couldn't do that or I would be looked down upon or I would be looked down as someone that didn't love Jesus because I was listening to XYZ or um, just really small things like that to where- it put me, I felt like I had to be on and in this box all the time, especially okay. working in ministry. Yeah. Because it's a tricky, it's a tricky profession.
0: <laughs> it is. So what'd you do before going into ministry?
1: Yeah, I worked, um, I was an office manager at a furniture store for a long, for okay. a couple years. I was a hostess slash cocktail waitress at one point. I did accounts payable and account receivable for a company right before I started working at our church.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. Yeah,
1: I did. So you've done a I lot was, of
0: different things. Yeah,
1: I was a courtesy clerk at Albertsons. Okay. I may have gone to the a bagging courtesy clerk competition.
0: You may have?
1: Okay, I did. Okay,
0: tell me more <laughs> about this, because I I didn't it's, know that was a real thing. It's a
1: thing. Now, I don't know if now, courtesy clerks, we call them courtesy clerks, some people call them baggers, I don't know
0: Okay. Now I a lot you. of
1: stores do it still, because I feel like a lot of time it's checkers are doing the same thing. Yes. But when I worked at Albertsons in Sacramento, we had courtesy clerks, and there was a ton of us. And, and you we would, would just
0: sit at the end of the... Yeah. Little aisle yep. thing. we'd
1: bag groceries, we'd take them out to their car, we would um, put go-backs away, and I worked there all through high school. Okay. And I was a total... Can I say?
0: You can say whatever you okay. want.
1: I was a kiss-ass to my boss. Yeah. And I... I guess I was good at being a courtesy clerk, you know. I don't know. So, they had this courtesy clerk bagger competition within Albertsons. So, it was courtesy okay. clerks from all the different stores throughout like our region. West Coast, I think reg- it was all okay, regional. like regional. I'm okay. pretty sure it was regional. Okay. And we went to this competition where we like bagged groceries and helped people out to their car. And we were rated.
0: So it wasn't necessarily a speed competition? No,
1: it wasn't a speed competition. It was, some of it was, like how quickly you can bag groceries effectively, how friendly you are, how quick you can put go backs back.
0: Okay. So here's my question. (laughs) What are the, we're totally off topic of ministry, but we're going to come back to that. Yeah. What. What are the things that you never put together in a bag?
1: Um, you never put meat with anything else okay you never put um, like I would say box goods you don't put with your veggies or your pro like your produce okay and obviously no cans with bread
0: well, like so do eggs always go on top
1: um, it depends if you're doing eggs with bread then you could put eggs on the bottom with a couple of loaves of bread on top okay yeah.
0: So as that's ringing through you're thinking already in your head. Oh,
1: I mean you're yeah. Okay,
0: bags, bread. Give yes. me those.
1: You have to kind of sort them as you're doing it, you know, put stuff over here that's really hard like canned goods, box goods, yeah. and then and you always want to bag those first so those can go into the cart first. Why? Because if you put a bag, say you have lots oh, of bags, oh,
0: and you put the cans yes. right See, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I don't think that they have I mean, they, they'll have one or two, yeah. but they're not always like doing that stuff. Yeah. It's And so it's slowed down. I think yeah. we need to get back into that courtesy. We do. Thing. Because It'll speed things up. Yeah. Someone not now, help during, you out to not your Not during car. the pandemic because well, yeah. they'll be touching on it's your food. not
1: ideal right now.
0: Um, <laughs> but when this is all done. Yes, yeah. I would like that because I think, I mean, I think that's useful. Do you hear the kids screaming outside? Yes, I do. Those are our kids yep. screaming.
1: They're probably playing a mixture of football, basketball, tag, yeah, of some sorts.
0: They did bring over a dead snake. We yep. had caught a snake in our backyard last weekend and then they found it dead tonight. Yes. <laughs> They're like, so, oh, look. And your daughter, 13-year-old daughter, daughter is just yeah. picking it up picking and swinging up, it.
1: Look at. Take a picture of it of me with it.
0: I was All impressed right. by that.
1: I was yeah, I was surprised.
0: Okay, so you were <laughs> A super courtesy clerk, super, you scored high. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. they're like, Wow, she is very friendly. And did you see how she put those cans first? Yeah, okay,
1: and I'm competitive, so it's (laughs) just it really really fed
0: into it. When we do Freedom Fest, which we didn't really do this last year, Freedom Fest is not has nothing to do with (laughs) patriotism. It's we live on a, a street called Freedom, yeah, and so we have Freedom Fest, it's a 24 hour competition hangout time. Yeah. And you're always in. Yeah. And it's awesome. Um, hopefully we can do that next summer. Yes. Um, okay. Let's get back to jobs. So yes, you, you were drawn into ministry because mm-hmm. you wanted, um, you wanted maybe not guidance, but you wanted to learn so yeah. that you could make, um, I don't know, help your daughter in yeah. the process of growing up. Yeah. But then you also felt somewhat stifled in the idea of You had to fit within this box. Yeah. Okay. So you continued within ministry. Did you ever do anything about like trying to get outside of the box or is it Mm -hmm. at some point you were like, whatever, I'm over playing this game and I'm going to do what I want to do?
1: Yeah. I think I kind of, I kind of really grew into not, honestly, I, I grew into my confidence of uh, my identity in Christ mm-hmm. and knowing that I can still be in ministry. I can love Jesus mm-hmm. and
0: to I can pump on the some
1: biggie on my <laughs> way home from church. That's right. And that's okay. It is okay. <laughs> and I just, I kind of got to the point where, yeah, I think it was just my confidence in my identity in Christ. Just the, really my confidence in just who I was in general. Okay. Okay. And being able to kind of bust out of that box.
0: So it sounds like you you got into ministry. You have felt led into it. You've talked about
1: mm-hmm.
0: parent, working with parents, which we're mm-hmm. going to get to. Um, do you always want to be in church ministry? Like, is that mm-hmm. where you see yourself in the long haul? Or is there something that you have found over the course of this time that is bringing about a new passion for yeah.
1: you? I mean...
0: I asked you to put it on the spot. Put me you, on the spot because I mean I have a job in go. ministry.
1: <laughs> but, I have a job in children's ministry. <laughs>
0: but we all know that with even with me being a teacher, like you're a teacher, but I have other things that I'm yeah. very excited about doing, and I can always step up. And teachers know that about me. Like, yeah. hey, he he has his admin degree, doesn't mean he's going to be a principal, but mm-hmm. that option at it, it, some point I may. Decide that. So I'm not yeah. saying, are you going to quit your job now? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't want you to, but yeah. ministry is one of those things that a lot of people get burned out mm-hmm. or they find a need or they're led to a need mm-hmm. that you feel like, Hey, I can, I can fill that need or I can do that job. And that may need to be where I go next.
1: Yeah. And I think that's something that my- Jason has really helped push me towards figuring out. I think ministry in general is something that I'm very called to. I'm passionate about it. Do I think that
0: like, will you always be in kids?
1: Um, probably not just because I, there are other things that I'm passionate about. Yeah. I would love to see a generation of young women or women who are in the same season of life with me really be able to grow into knowing where their identity is at. It's not in the box that American Christian church has told them to be in. Mm -hmm. Their identity is in Christ and what that looks like. Right. Because I feel like a lot of times they're two very different things. Our identity in Christ versus our identity in what we think the Christian evangelical church looks like.
0: And I think that goes on, even on the other side with friends that may say, um, you, you know, you're a Christian, so you must believe this. It's like, no, that's what your, your idea of what a Christian must believe is that, but that's not me. And I think it goes even within the Christian community, I guess, or the, non-Christian community Mm -hmm. still has, still puts now, it's like, I'm in a box within this community. Uh And now I'm in a box within this community, (laughs) man, that's something that it sounds like you're very passionate about, um, I don't know, working with, or that's something that's growing within you that you want to look at address and, um, and you should absolutely. I mean, if it's a passion, we're supposed to follow it. And
1: that's, and that's where we're kind of at where, okay, I'll explore this, I'll see, I'll follow kind of God's leading in that and, um, and just kind of see where it goes and maybe God will have me in kids ministry for a really, really long time. Um, but there are other passions I want to teach and, uh, teaches and like so much respect for Dusty. I can never do (laughs) (laughs) what he's doing, but like teach, you know, whether it's, um, speaking to women or college age students or, um, young moms or. Yeah parents or, you know, there's, there's things that I really want to do that I will have to get a little bit more outside of my, the box that I'm in now is when it comes to my profession.
0: Right. And you, yeah. you spoke about talking to young women mm-hmm. and you have that, I guess, history of knowing here's where I felt someone else has to be feeling this. Yeah. Um, and then you, yeah. And Jason just out there looking with their, all the kids and everyone's out there, but he is, he, when, and he even did that with me, he was like, uh, let's do your life plan. Yeah. And started asking me questions. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm 42 or 41. I'm not even 42 yet. I (laughs) I think I am. And, um, and he says, well, you need to figure this out. You need to set these goals. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is very good. So has he been asking questions that are uncomfortable for you to think about?
1: Yes. He's he's very good at pushing me.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: and holding me accountable. Right. Because there are times where I I would say I'm pretty visionary when it comes to my personality. Mm-hmm. I see things and I'm like, let's go big, let's do this, this, this. But then I think a lot of time it's fear that stifles that or you know, I'm like the reality is we have three kids and full time jobs mm-hmm. and all of that is it possible. And he will constantly, <laughs> probably in the last, in the last month, as we've been talking about a few different things and things that I'm passionate about, he's probably at least once a week. Okay. Have you spent time thinking about this and working <laughs> on that? And I'm like,
0: you oh, jerk, you jerk.
1: <laughs> go back to work.
0: Bill. <laughs> but that's awesome that he's the, per- he's the one who is encouraging. Cause a yeah. lot of times I could see even myself, there was one time when Kara was like, well, maybe you know, this job's not right for me. I was like, well, how about you think about like get something (laughs) else lined up first before, because I often get very scared about, you know, like, okay, go. But I like that Jason's is a, he's a push, but he also makes sure that you've thought through. Yes. And I don't think it necessarily scares him. I don't, I don't know, but that he's ready for you to follow that passion. Yeah. And speaking to people like, how big could you see yourself speaking, like to how many people? Oh like man, a little group of fifteen, or are you? Can you see yourself, you know, twenty thousand?
1: You know what I? And this is this is something that I struggle with because in my I feel like there's a little voice inside of me that's like, don't be arrogant.
0: It's but not arrogance. It's yeah. It's, this I would is love to at. say,
1: man, big picture down the line. Yeah, I'm speaking to a stadium. Yeah, of people. That's awesome. And I feel like if that's where God's gonna call me and that's where he's gonna lead me, I just need to get out of my way. Right. So yeah, let's go big.
0: Okay. (laughs) So it's your big first big stadium tour. I'm gonna be offside, yes, off stage. Or maybe I'll be well, I'm gonna be listening anyways. And then I'm going to interview you after the fact. Yes. Okay.
1: But I will have to start off with like some TikTok moves for sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> here's the thing about that. I am a, a male in the teaching profession. Yes. And for some reason, uh, teachers believe that you have to be cutesy and artsy and fartsy. Mm-hmm. And I don't fit that mold. Yeah. In fact, we go to, if you go to a conference, there's often music playing Mm. and the teachers are up, like, having a good time dancing, and I'm inside going, I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. Please (laughs) close your eyes. I don't want to see that old lady dancing right now. Oh, my gosh. And so it's like I do not fit that mold of, hey, so everyone, hey, let's get up and move. And I'm like, nope, just want to sit here. So please, when you do that, give an out to those who, oh, for sure. You will not handle being in that box. Oh, no
1: one else has to do it. I'm just saying, I want to do oh, it. Oh, you
0: want it? I thought you were like, everyone, let's get up and do this TikTok dance now. Let's,
1: whoa. Oh, jeez. Um, no, no. Oh, I can respect gosh. people who it's not their thing. My husband, it is not his thing. But it is mine. <laughs> has he ever done a
0: TikTok video?
1: No. There are some prank ones that I would love, love, love to do on him. But well, now
0: he knows about it. Because oh, he listens it. to this, that's uh, okay. Yeah, that's he won't fine. expect. He'll it. forget. <laughs> <laughs> what is okay? Now we're back off topic. but That's good. Okay. That's okay. What is it about TikTok that draws you in?
1: Well, first, I love to dance and I love music. Okay. So when I first started watching TikTok, that's all it was, and it was yeah. simple dance moves. I mean, actually, music. Not. some of them are very difficult. <laughs>
0: Yeah, except a... Yeah. That wasn't very I really wish this
1: was a video podcast, guys.
0: (laughs) Well, sometime Um,
1: maybe. (laughs) So I think that drew me into it. And then there's just a lot of really funny content creators out there. Okay. So there's joke things. There are people that have little personas that they do on there that are so funny. There's some DIY stuff that's pretty handy.
0: Okay. Now... (sighs) I have a really difficult time with this current generation of kids Yes, because of this idea of an influencer. Mm,
1: mm -hmm.
0: TikTok has many of them. Yes. And they are called influencers. Why? Because they, they just have a lot of people that look to them. So whatever they do, these kids want to do. Yeah. I can't stand that.
1: Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah.
0: What does your daughter think? Like are influencers important to her? Like, this is what this girl does, Charlie... Demilio. Okay.
1: Or Addison Rae. Um Yeah, I think so. And I do have to give a... As much of a cool mom as I am. We yeah. recently had our daughter delete TikTok off her phone. Gasp. I know. Um, do you because still have it? I do still have it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, because?
1: Because we did... I think I was just very convicted of some of the things that were easily showing up on her. Yep. They call it the For You page. And I, yeah, I just right. really made a, a decision to say yes. I am 35 years old. So me having TikToks about DIYs is one thing.
0: And dance moves. And
1: dance moves.
0: Some but of, for kids, it's... <laughs> It can be dangerous.
1: Yeah. Oh, very dangerous. Dangerous
0: just into their, their,
1: just I mean, their psyche. I yeah, mean, just, just
0: their mind of, yeah, this is what's good. Yeah. And this is what isn't. I know my son for even now, my, even my youngest son, they know influencers. They know mm-hmm. who people are. And I think it was even today. He was like, Hey, do you know who this is? I was like, no. Why yeah. would I? <laughs> oh Gosh, he's just like really popular. I was like, well, <laughs> popular in, in what whose way? Eyes. Um, yeah. There's some that are very positive, And then within TikTok, I've noticed there are some that are, are just, it's like, can an EMP just hit and destroy <laughs> all technology? Seriously. And then these guys just have, they need to go get a job.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kara was the latest. There's a, a dance crew on TikTok mm-hmm. and they do mainly the running man mm-hmm. on a parquet, like dance floor Uh-oh. in their backyard of a Hollywood Hills. That they're renting with like twenty of them living there. Yep. And I'm like, guys, this is all you do. Like, you're great dancers. Go dance. Yeah. Like, stop making videos of you doing the Running Man.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I don't know what they call it now, but it's, back in the yeah, '90s, sure it was the Running Man. I'm
1: sure it's called something
0: different. Um. <laughs> and they were doing something that when I was in elementary school it was called Air Jordan. I don't oh. know what it is now, but okay. Um. But they do all these things. It's like go, like go do. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you bring joy to people's life and I'm sure they yeah. do, but come on.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a fine line and there's like a little part of me that feels guilty that I still have it, but yeah. I'm 35
0: and you're 35 and you fine. can tell the difference between, yes. I don't need to do what Charlie, whatever her yes. name is, does. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> the kids are not. No. I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back. up. Uh, <laughs> From you off topic we're back just to going, on, we're going we're all just over the place. It's fine. It roll. It's fine. Okay, so back into ministry. When we have a friend that talks to um, college age girls around the country, actually, yeah. Um, and she and she is so passionate um, about what she talks about to these ladies. And is that something that you would kind of see yourself doing going into a a a certain niche of people or would you prefer to be wide?
1: Yeah, I think.
0: And before you answer that, is it, is your passion right now moving into the, um, parents, women side of it? Mm
1: -hmm. I would say yes. I think really starting off to have a niche is where you kind of need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in this season of life, moving into really empowering and equipping and encouraging people to be who it is that God called them to be not who society's called them to be. Yes. Um I put a survey on my Facebook page a couple last week cuz I was just curious. And it was just some simple questions like how long have, if you're a Christ follower, how long have you been a Christian? Did you grow up in a Christian home? do you feel like you can be yourself in your Christian circles? And it was like 68% or 66% of people said no.
0: Were their names attached to those?
1: No, I did anonymous. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 68% said...
1: They didn't feel like they could be themselves. And then a, quite a few of them went into their reasoning why. And a lot of that was, I feel like I would be judged. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't be accepted. I feel like I'm too rough around the edges,
0: and that's obviously something that has been there. F- like, I think people have always felt that way. Yeah. In in probably any religion. Yeah. Where this is the belief system, but there's something within me that's different. Yes. And I may still want to believe this, but I'm going to be in trouble for. Yeah. You know whether it's your your feelings for a person of the same sex, yeah. whether it's your Feelings on drinking, whether it's your feelings on music, there's always these things that put this divide. Yeah. And I feel if 68% of people, that's quite a bit.
1: And that was, I mean, I think it was like just under, I think it was about 70 people who filled out the survey. Really? And I remember when I, I was asked to speak at our high school group at our church in California. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was about kind of our identity. And um, I kind of went into my story a little bit. And I remember thinking, and I was on staff at the time. I remember thinking, they're going to fire me if they hear.
0: (laughs) Just because you were being honest with. Yeah. yeah.
1: If they hear about some of the choices I made in my past, I'm getting called in and I'm getting fired. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't the case. I had a very grace-filled past. I mean, my our. Our, my boss and pastor at our church in California is phenomenal. So okay. I, that wasn't it, but it was just, I remember thinking the words came out of my mouth and I was like, Oh,
0: can't take those back.
1: <laughs> can't put those back in. This is being recorded.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. But that was a real fear in that yeah. moment. That was like, Oh, yeah. something I've done in my past mm-hmm. is going to come back and get me. Yeah. And you're being honest about it. And yeah, <laughs> that's. That's a scary feeling.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why, uh, I mean, I think that's why a lot of, I think a lot of churches are seeing a decline in almost like the young adult generation. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is tied to a lot of young adults and older adults don't make the best decisions. They're experimenting with things. They're, yeah. you know, they're they're discovering who they are, and if they're discovering something about themselves that they've been told is wrong and sinful mm-hmm. for their entire life, what's their first step? A lot of them is just to run away.
0: Yeah, because and find someone who's going to t- to accept whatever yeah. that is. Yeah, whether it's the. Right people or the wrong people, you find someone who's going to support you. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So if you can capture like late high school, early young adult college students and empower them to know that just because they have sin in their lives or just because they make this decision or that, that doesn't make them any less worthy of. Love. Love. Yeah. And acceptance. And acceptance. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I want you to follow this. Okay. I mean, I want you to <laughs> do this because yeah. I guess I knew it, it's one of those things that, you know, yeah. like, you know, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. And yet it's kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking for me. Like, it's like, I know people feel uncomfortable. I know I feel that sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's just like, okay, but that's how it is. But that's not how it has to be. Yeah. And I think that's really important that you follow through. I'm going to encourage Jason to continue oh, to push girl. you. <laughs>
1: keep nagging me
0: and keep <laughs> having him get asked.
1: No, it's not keep, nagging. It is so encouraging. Persistent. Yes.
0: Pressure on you. Yes. <laughs> to follow that passion yeah. that's been brought to you right now. Yeah. Um. Okay. There's another thing. We're gonna we're gonna transition a little bit into mm-hmm. this next conversation because you're doing something uh, this year that I could not dream of doing. <laughs> I I say bless you many times over. You're homeschooling your kids right now. Yeah. And I'm a teacher and to be I'm going to be very honest with people right now. Yeah. The the idea of me going to school for a very long time, mm-hmm. two master's degrees, all this stuff. I feel like I I know kids and I know you know how best to teach them and then there's some people who just say, "Oh, I can do it at home." Yeah. But it's It's not that easy. No. And if you're working with your own kids versus 20 kids, that's with all kinds of different difficulties or learning styles. Like, that's difficult. Yeah. But in this time, Mm -hmm. I think there are many kids that desperately need to be home with their parents or to be learning in in an environment that is somewhat normal. Yeah. And so I usually... I think there was a few people I've talked to and they're like, oh, I'm thinking about homeschooling. And I was like, I think you should. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be best and you can handle it. Most likely you can handle it. It's not going to be easy. <laughs> no. I'll help if you need, but you have done, because I won't do that with my boys. I yeah. would hate homeschooling my two boys. Yeah. Because it that's not the, that's not the way, uh, it's difficult. Yeah. So you're doing it.
1: Yeah. You know, we're, Good we're luck. attempting it. Thank you. And. Thank you. Blessings
0: to you. Yes. Tell us how it's going. Yeah. And, and why you decided to go that route.
1: Yeah. So we decided to go this route because I think like probably not just regionally, but nationally. Yes. The question of what school would look like this fall was on everybody's mind. Yep. So as lots of different things were being thrown around, we just we decided we, it was something we needed to pray about and figure out what would be best for our kids. Mm-hmm. No, I will say this. I love the public school system. Thank you. So have I you. We've had such a great experience and that's where I never want people to think that we have you doubt the public school system because we love it. We've mm-hmm. had phenomenal experiences with our kids. It's been great for our kids. This year though, Mm-hmm. Especially for our two boys. So we have a now kindergarten. So his first school, first experience with school is this year in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And then we have a fourth grader. Our fourth grader, especially, is so um schedule and consistency driven. Mm-hmm. He needs consistency or he emotionally. Mentally, he just, I don't think he knows that, but Jason and I know that when he's not on a schedule, it's not good for any of us, especially not him. He gets anxious. He acts out. And so as we were thinking this through, the idea of online school, then possibly being in school, and then the possibility of then having to go back to online school. We just felt that it would be too much for her, their little hearts to have to process through all those different changes. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision. We had a family meeting about it. We kind of laid the, laid out all the options for them. We are very open with them. Mm-hmm. This is what school year could look like. Best case scenario. This is what we're going with. Worst case scenario. It might be this, but most likely it'll kind of land in the middle. Yeah. So we had a family meeting, laid out all the different scenarios. And with all three of our kids, it was a resounding, we want to homeschool.
0: Really? Even your daughter?
1: Even our daughter, who is in eighth grade. um, She has since kind of, she's kind of regretting it a little bit. (laughs) Um, Because she sees the social side with her friends, being able to go back to school now in the hybrid And that I think is a little hard for her, Mm -hmm. but we're also lucky enough to where her best friends live within houses and a block of us. Yeah. So she's still seeing her good friends going on walks with them, seeing each other in the evening. So I think that has helped, but the boys were like, yes, our youngest Ezra, God love him, but he, (sighs) he really likes to be with me. Yeah. Um, which I'm very thankful for. Most of the time, <laughs> so for him it was an easy decision.
0: Yeah, he's like, yeah, I get he to hang like, out with you oh, all day.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that's why we made the decision. Yep. We are things are going well so far. We are going through a charter school, like a public charter school. Okay. So we have a teacher that we check in with, that is there to answer questions that we submit work to. Um.
0: So they have the curriculum and that stuff. Yep. For so you. we,
1: yep. They gave us options. We chose our curriculum based off of rec. I have quite a few, some of my best friends in Spokane mm-hmm. have homeschooled. And so I got some recommendations from them for a curriculum. A few other people that I know and trust who have homeschooled for you a long time. You didn't ask me. Um, well, cause you don't homeschool.
0: That's true. I don't. <laughs> cause I know it's so different. <laughs> it, it, it probably um, is incredibly different.
1: So I got some recommendations from them and they were all... Uh, ones that the school approved and we're on board with. Cool. So I mean they've they've made it and now I, I know that right now a lot of what we're doing is a review from last year. Right. So I know? So. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So I know we will get to the point where it gets really hard. Yeah. Um and we're just Kind of taking it day by day. We're like, guys, this is just for a year. We are reevaluating. <laughs> come, yeah. come April and May, we are re- reevaluating. Our daughter, who will be in high school next year, she's like, "Yeah, I want to go to, I want to go to wanna go high school. I want to go back." Our boys currently are like homeschool us forever. We we shall see.
0: Okay, I'll call them homies though.
1: <laughs> yes, call them homies. Um,
0: well, just because I'm I'm thinking through even I get my kids, my students have been back for one week Mm -hmm. and it was a very long week. It's very exhausting mainly because think about this. I'm a professional teacher. Yeah. I mean, that's my profession, but there's an off season and then you have to get back into shape. You have to get back. So this off season has been very long Yeah, (laughs) and then getting back, it was so difficult to teach a 45 minute lesson, you know, and you break it up and, but you only have half of your class. So you're going to have to teach that lesson again the next day. Yeah, And so you're trying to manage how far you go. And then also even within like my, I think this last week, one of the days was eight kids. It's like, even within those eight kids, the span of knowledge, depth of knowledge, it was incredible. And so I'm trying to figure out, okay, I have all this time, but we have to stay three to six feet apart. Yeah. And I'm wearing a mask. Um, it is so different. It is so different. And, and my student teacher and I, we, we were like, okay, we have this online thing down and then they're like, okay, we're going hybrid. Mm. And now one weekend we're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. We got to figure this out. We have to figure out how to teach going from like five days of online teaching to basically two Mm. instructional days. And then we do Monday online. So I'm kind of looking forward to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, But then in six weeks, I think we're getting all of our kids back oh, for okay. the full day. Yeah, and I'm teaching a combo, so a one-two combo, which is already difficult in itself. Now add in everything else we have to do, and it's <laughs> it's kicking my butt. Oh, it well, is sure. not easy. Um, oh, yeah, and so I'm glad matter. I have a student teacher that is very very competent, and it, it, I've said. Okay, so can you take over second grade? Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "Sure, and just boom, has it. That's awesome. And she's asked questions and and those questions are usually ones that I'm still wrestling I'm wrestling with, so we talk through it, and i I hope that I have more energy this next week, yeah, um, because right. it is challenging to do. so yeah, you have a challenge of your own, which i I like for your youngest. Homeschool introduction to school because yeah. this year would not be a great introduction to school. That's yeah. not what school is, and I hope yeah. it's not what school is going to be for the future. Yeah, um, and so I think that was a a wise move with him, and I even think for your your daughter, it was a wise move with her, even yeah. though she doesn't like it. Yeah, that was the best because I know in West Data, they're like you're on three days, and then two days at yeah. home. But then the next week it switches, it switches and it's two yeah. days and Three yeah. days, and so Boise's doing it different than that, which i I appreciate the Boise model, yeah, because that I couldn't like th- wait three days, I'm with these kids It's like, how am I supposed to, to keep
1: track of all that and yeah. then work schedule and oh my God all of that, and I think she is appreciating that she's done by like we don't start till nine thirty and she's done by one. or all of her friends are Lucky. you know starting early and <laughs> finishing later, and, and... and um. Yeah, so that is one thing. She's like, well, what's she I doing for PE? Do, like, so she is doing a couch to five k
0: <laughs> with her friend, <laughs> <Okay>. loosely, <laughs> loosely,
1: <laughs> loosely. I think they just walk to the park and like walk around the park and talk. But you know what? She's getting her steps in, and then she is doing a dance class every week. Hip hop. Hip hop dance. Yes.
0: Class. And she's yes. gonna have a a recital.
1: Uh, she better.
0: And we're going to it.
1: Yes. If they do not put on a recital, we will put one on at our house Yes, and invite everyone.
0: Oh yes, please. <laughs> I'll put a dance floor back here. Or we can, she yes. can have her own little oh, recital back here. Let's do it. We can six feet apart yeah. for like, I don't know, 70, 80 people.
1: Yeah. That'd be great.
0: Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap up yeah. for this episode. Anything else you want to say or talk about mm. before we... We well, sign off.
1: As, as far as podcasts go, yes. our family ministry team at our church has done a podcast over the last few weeks. Which that will, I got to help set up. Yes, Dusty got to help set up, bring his expertise. It is called the Partnering with Parents podcast. Partnering with
0: Parents Partnering podcast. Partnering with Parents.
1: And the hope of that is to really kind of expand on our Sunday messages that we've been doing to families
0: mm-hmm. about
1: how to go from a shallow Sunday faith to a deep everyday faith. Okay. And you don't have to have been there on Sunday and heard the whole message to get stuff out of this. We're just kind of touching base on different avenues as far as when it comes to our words, what it looks like, when it comes to being in community, what that looks like. So, you know, shameless plug, if you guys want to check out that podcast. Where can it be found? It can be found on Spotify and iTunes. Nice. Yeah.
0: So Apple Podcasts, yes. Spotify, uh, those, are the, those are the two main ones yeah. at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yes, you should go listen to it. I have listened to it. It's wonderful. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah. And
0: I got to help set it up, yeah. which is even cooler.
1: Yeah, because that, it's, not, it's not my wheelhouse, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: But the speaking is. Yes. And you do a great job with that. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so then I'm going to touch on a few things. Go to Spotify. Follow the Partnering with Parents podcast yes. and follow the SideYard Sidebar profile and the podcast itself. Um, download the SideYard Soul or the SideYard Frank Friday playlist because they're great. I'll probably be putting another one out here in the next few weeks. Another genre mm. that I, uh, I want to share with the rest of the world um, and then it's, it's getting cold outside. Yeah. Have you noticed that?
1: Oh, I love it. Today was the perfect day. It was Here great. in the Treasure Valley.
0: I took naps all day. Oh. That's, I was exhausted. That sounds I kinda, Oh, I'm
1: sure you were probably so tired. I
0: was exhausted. Um, oh. but I, it's, I say that because I'm looking at a few hoodies that I have. Oh yeah. And it's about that time. It is. For people to break those out again.
1: Yes. And I am, I will... Tell people over and over the side yard hoodies are the best hoodies. They are. They are so warm, so comfy. Yeah. I need another one because okay. I only have a green camo one and a teal crew neck, but I need another hoodie.
0: And the crew necks are a little bit thinner. They are. But yes. the hoodies the will hoodies be hot. The hoodies are warm. Yeah, they're very warm. Yes. Uh, well, I have like, I, my, my wife gets mad because I have <laughs> like one of every color and all of this. But, uh. That's because once the weather turns, that's all I'm getting. You're going to see me in. Yes. Is the side yard hoodies. So, yeah, we're going to, we're probably going to have to do another order here soon. So, if you need another one, new color, or um, one for a friend, I had someone just come up. Hey, do you have any more left? And I said, well, right now I have two. Mm. Here are your choices. And she said, okay. And so I'm taking them tomorrow. Yeah. To my friend. um so cool. Well thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Dusty. And so uh,
0: fun. like we like we end every podcast. Caitlin, thank you for letting us know you.
1: Aww.